We do everything we can to avoid the naked truth because it exposes us. It exposes the rifts between us. It exposes the warts of us. It exposes the realities of our life, our world, our relationships, our business, our careers, our parenting, everything. Welcome to Insert Human. This is a show that is not for everyone. It's for seekers, people like you, hopefully, who are searching for solutions to your problems, the world's problems, and everything in between. The conversations to come are going to show you how finding the truth of our humanity is the magic key to solving pretty much anything. Between my monologues, my dialogues with brilliant guests, and your good questions, you're going to learn how to insert human into everything, and in doing so, realize a better life and one day a better world. This is a solo talk titled, The Truth About the Truth. So the other day, I was speaking with my son, AJ, who is 30 years old, which is hard to believe, about the state of the world and the state of America. And I said, you know, for me, the most concerning piece of it is the loss of integrity, seemingly at the highest levels of our government, among our leaders, and even among it chunk of our population, and that I really believe that integrity is foundation for any civilization, for any healthy society, and for any, frankly, any entity, any set of relationships, marriage, company, and everything in between. I also believe that truth-telling is the essential ingredient of integrity, that in order to have integrity, moral integrity, ethical integrity, human integrity, whatever kind of integrity you want to call it, you must embrace the truth and you must seek the truth and you must hold up the truth. Without truth, there can be no integrity and without integrity, there is, I believe, degradation of humanity, degradation of civilization. That expression, the truth will set us free, I think is fundamentally true. So when we don't have the truth, we are effectively not free, we are captive. We are prisoners of our own denial, our own delusion, and our willingness to embrace the untrue. We become captives of fake beliefs, fake morality, fake principles, and fundamentally blind to our own realities. So the truth will set us free, and yet, oddly enough, we tend to avoid the truth, to not seek the truth, and often to run away from the truth. Again, we do that in relationships, we do that in companies, we do that in many, many aspects of our lives. My friend Melissa recently shared this old parable with me that I think pretty brilliantly makes the point. I don't, I don't know the, the, the source of this, so I, I apologize for not acknowledging the source, but it's, it's, worth, it's worth a listen. So it goes something like this. The truth and the lie met on a summery day, and the lie said to the truth, it's a marvelous day today. And the truth looked up to the skies and sighed, for the day was really beautiful. They spent a lot of time together that day, ultimately arriving beside a well. And the lie said to the truth, the water is very nice. Let's take a bath together. The truth, once again suspicious, tested the water and discovered that it indeed was very nice. They both undressed and started bathing. 
And suddenly the lie came out of the water, put on the clothes of the truth and ran away. And the furious truth came out of the well and ran everywhere to find the lie and to get her clothes back. Now the world, seeing the truth running around naked, turned its gaze away with contempt and rage and maybe even disgust. The poor truth returned to the well and disappeared forever, hiding therein its shame. And ever since then, the lie travels around the world, dressed as the truth, satisfying the needs of society, because the world, in any case, harbors no wish at all to ever meet the naked truth. Amen. I added the amen. We do everything we can to avoid the naked truth because it exposes us. It exposes the rifts between us. It exposes the warts of us. It exposes the realities of our life, our world, our relationships, our business, our careers, our parenting, everything. We avoid the naked truth because we fear what will happen if we share ours, if we hear others, if we have to accept the truth. Many marriages are built on avoiding the truth, on avoiding sharing sexual desires, sharing family aspirations, sharing personal fears, addressing old and new wounds, and more. Couples fear, fundamentally fear, telling each other the truth about many, many things. And so over time, those couples begin to draw further and further apart. Corporations, I think, are also built on avoiding the truth, on maintaining the hierarchy of power and order, and consciously or not, suppressing dissenting opinions and ideas that don't conform to the longstanding way of how they operate. America's culture, I believe, is partly built on avoiding the truth, too, of what we did to the American Indians and to the millions of people we kidnapped from Africa and other countries and enslaved. Avoiding suppressing the naked truth is simply built into our primal being. The good news is that until recently, the order of American society was built on truth, on facts, and on the objectivity of the press, of science, and academia. That truth made our individual willingness to avoid or suppress the truth a lot less problematic. But sadly, that truth is no more. Technology has changed that. As the internet trolls enjoy free reign to create discord and division in our lives, thanks to the social network, in today's world, anyone's largely unqualified, unsubstantiated opinions, not true opinions in many cases, can now be shared in milliseconds with millions of people for free. In the United States, that newfound unlimited distribution capacity prompts, and this is a radical thought, an examination of the First Amendment of our Constitution and how technology may have changed its relevance, or at least might suggest some needed alteration. For those that don't know, the First Amendment, ratified in 1791, declared that all Americans had and still have a right to say pretty much whatever we want without fear of government interference. That amendment was written at a time when getting one's opinion heard required Herculean effort. From printing and hand distributing flyers, town to town, village to village, to standing on soapboxes in public squares, yelling at the top of one's lungs. The limiting governors on distribution back then effectively served as the governors on the integrity 
of the message being purveyed. But in today's world, those governors, those distribution governors have been completely removed. And so too has the ability to ensure or confirm the integrity or truth of what is being shared. Much harm can now and is now being done by our words today because technology has exponentially accelerated our ability to deliver them. As we can now reach many with a click of a button, we can also choose to only hear the few that we want to hear. With a single swipe or press, we can suppress opinions that differ from our own, ensuring that our views and beliefs never have to compromise with or consider those of others. The information sources we often choose carry little or no responsibility for providing supporting facts or corroborating evidence. Call that the truth. Claims in today's world no longer require substantiation. Hard truths are often labeled as fake news, and true fake news is no longer considered by many an intellectual or ethical offense. Lies are increasingly an accepted way of life in America and around the world, with fewer, fewer citizens and leaders taking responsibility for what they say and how they say it. In 1998, then President of the United States, Bill Clinton was impeached for lying about his adulterous relationship with a young woman named Monica Lewinsky. Fast forward. According to the Washington Post fact checker database, Donald Trump, elected president in 2016, lied or made misleading claims 10,000 times over his first 827 days an average of 12 false claims or lies per day. The lawmakers in office at the time did nothing about it, and a large percentage of the American public didn't seem to mind. Equally concerning is the belief and growing recognition that America's then leader, arguably the most powerful position in the world, was lying by design. A woman by the name of Nancy Letourneau, a reporter for the Washington Monthly, once said, the Trump lies aren't meant to be consistent. The goal is merely to disrupt the truth from being exposed. In our America, our most fundamental freedom, the freedom of speech, is revealing a vulnerable underbelly, an underbelly exposed and bloated by the social networks and the breakdown of our proofing and editing systems. Without the filters and fetters of truth, the freedom to speak is increasingly becoming fuel for the fires of a growing and ugly vitriolic war that is further dividing much of the developed world in multiple ways. But this is more about freedom of speech. This is also about future generations. Imagine a world where our children are growing up with the leaders of their country, the role models of their country, their companies, setting a standard of lying as the primary means of communicating. Imagine a world where children believe that it's actually okay to lie, and those children turn into adults who actually believe it's okay to lie. I believe that the truth will ultimately set us free, and that it is the only way we will find our way back to unity as a country and maybe even a planet. Since we likely cannot put governors on the distribution system, we should look to put governors on ourselves. Seeking the truth, demanding the truth, and telling the truth are all choices that each of us can make at home, at work, and across our country. To do less is to perpetuate lies and to watch the foundation of this country continue to crumble. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening today. 
If you're in search of more opportunities to realize positive change in your life or work, and you find what I have to say helpful, you can always subscribe to my show, check out one of my new salons, there are weekly virtual gatherings of like-minded folks. You can read some of my writings or just listen to one of the talks that I've given around the world over the last couple of years. And you can do it all at chriscolbert.com. While you're there, make sure to sign up for my ongoing email updates. When you do, you'll receive a free copy of the first chapter of my about-to-be-published book, Technology is Dead. Again, it's all available at chriscolbert.com. Thanks again for listening today, and I look forward to connecting more in the days ahead.